CoachDungy.com. We want to bring you more of God's Word. Less of us, more of Him. The Way, 101.1 FM. Current events. Personal values. Political and social issues. Technology. Wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome in to Signs of the Times, our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the news for the year 2021. Our first show of the new year today is January 8th. You could be listening to this episode 152 on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher. If you're a podcast subscriber later on, we appreciate you subscribing and taking the time out of your schedule. Whether it's uh, later in the week or right now at Friday, one thirty Eastern, uh, to listen to our program. I'm your host, Greg Hilt, Pastor Mark Kirk, our senior pastor at Calvary Knoxville, here to help us understand uh, what's happening in our world today and why it's telling us that, uh, or really, really confirming what the Bible says, what will be happening in the latter days. Yeah. Um, there's been so much I, I could almost, I, I wanted to joke and say, well, there hasn't been a whole lot going on, so. Hopefully we can still keep a show. Yeah. Uh, but there is so much uh, going on. Um, and really, 2020 was just the beginning of it. Yeah. Um, and really just the overall preparation uh, for the end. I mean, that's really what you could say. The the end prior to the rapture Yeah. is what we're seeing preparing. And for the things that will happen after the rapture, too. Yeah. But yeah. for what we're concerned of, concerned with is the church... It's all of the things that happen up to the rapture. Yeah. Well, it, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. And things are really ramping up, Greg. I, uh, you know, I, I, we've talked before on the show. And first of all, it's great to be back after being gone yes. for two weeks. I mean, that's well, a long time. Has it, has it been two or three? Yeah. No, we, I, well, well, since we, the 18th. I think we missed two shows. Yes, we have. Yeah. Yes, so we that's did. So two weeks. By, yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, again, so much has happened. So much had already happened up to that point. Now so much has happened that it's really advanced. You know, one of the comments that I made uh, that we noted earlier on the show was how quickly COVID-19 advanced world events. It advanced world events greatly because everybody got the world's attention. The world kind of unified on this problem and is being used now to forward this world unification agenda. Wow. Well, boy, has it escalated even more. Because remember, America, the number one power of the world, leading all things. Now we've had what happened in the Capitol a couple days ago, and we'll discuss a little bit more more of that obviously but that's being used to further the agenda and greg i think with the new administration coming in it's going to go even faster i think we need to really be ready um for what's going to happen we need to be ready for the lord's return and so i hope that today as we get into this first half because i know a lot of people have a lot of questions i want to talk about how the lord approached kind of preparing his disciples in his day you know giving them the bad news and the good news and we're going to do that but then the hope ultimately that we have because people need hope and i'm hearing um, even among Christians, you know, hey, give us some hope. Share with us the hope that we have, because this is looking pretty bleak. And um, and from the world's perspective, it is to a lot. But again, we have a lot of hope in Christ. I think it also speaks to the need to understand all of the Bible. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of people out there that are Christians, but maybe they don't know a lot about prophecy. Yeah. They don't know a lot about what God's word says is going to happen in the latter days. That's right. And that type of and i hate to use the word ignorance but it's true it's it's not knowing right what god's word says about these things that are going to happen yeah if you don't have that in your heart and in your mind to filter what you see in the news right and the news is your bible i can understand why you would be fearful now that doesn't mean even with that knowledge that you're happy yeah. but 
it just so illuminates other parts of Scripture where the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's and right. where we get, where we, where our true happiness and our true contentment comes from, and it's during times like this, that that's tested for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, well, this is the yeah. time. You know, one of the things, Greg, as we even get into this um, discussion here, one of the things I want to note right off the bat is, is that there's a lot of bad things happening, but really there's a lot of good things in the result of how this will be for the church. Because, again, a lot of people have gotten their eyes off of the Lord and onto all kinds of things, whether it be politics or maybe a certain movement in politics you're looking to or whatever the case might be, even a nation. So are you speaking of a potential revival? I'm just saying or? that what, here's what's going to okay. happen. The church can no longer look to the America we used to know because it no longer exists. Right. And the church can no longer look to a movement politically to stand for that or with us because that pretty much is getting dissolved as well. And what that means is now we only have one place to look, which we should have been looking the whole time anyway. And I know that the church was to a degree. But here's what I'm noticing. It is forcing people now to turn to the Lord because there's nowhere else to turn. It's almost like if you had three paths to escape a coming flood and path number one is a possible escape and all of a sudden path number one closes off. Then you look to path number two and path number two closes off and now there's only one uh, path that's left and that path is Jesus Christ. Everything else is closing down and so this is a good thing in that sense where we're going to see, I believe, the church turning more toward the Lord, which incidentally leads to revival. So if you're asking about revival, yes, that would be a big part of it. Now, what I want to talk about is um, what happened in Washington and what's the overall viewpoint of what's happening here and where do we go from here as believers? Let me just say this. We have to remember as Christians, uh, we do not uh, look to mankind or a nation or anything else. We look toward the Lord and we have to get God's perspective. You know, we talk about this all the time, Greg, rising up above the earthly perspective. So let's try to put on the glasses from heaven right now and forget about earthly things and talk about what is really going on. Number one, I want to encourage. I want to start out with encouragement, and then I'm going to step into a few things that may sound a little discouraging and end with encouragement. And why do I do that? Look at the Lord's pattern. The Lord told the the believers, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. But he also told them, hey, there's going to be some things that are going to happen that aren't going to be so fun. But then he went right back to the good news of his return and the fact we're going to be with him forever in the kingdom. And so I want to kind of, I guess you would say, um, do this in the same way that, um, you know, the Lord did it. And that is, first of all, what is going on? Now, remember, the Lord is in control. I encourage everybody to go read uh, Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. And it basically gives that reminder to every believer, I'm in control. So although we see all this chaos God is in control. Now, God is not causing the chaos. God doesn't like the chaos, but God is in control of the chaos. And um, and I believe what's happening, Greg, is God is now allowing, because our nation is backed away from God, we haven't honored him. I believe some of it, you can make an argument if you want to talk judgment. I would say more of just God backing away and chastisement, whatever category you want to put it in. The reality is, I believe Satan is making his move now in America at a greater degree. I think that's obvious to everybody to unify the world in this one world government leading up to the Antichrist. And this, what happened in Washington is a huge part of it because we're the leaders of the world currently. Now, that's going to shift. We have to be brought down, and we have to blend in. This is the bringing down. I believe this next administration is going to help with the blending in. We'll see what happens once we get going. And again, it's not about um, you know different political parties. It's about what does the Bible say is going to happen and watching this unfold. You know, God gave us, I think, a four-year respite. Whether you like President Trump or not, let me say this. He fought against the killing of babies, he fought for the church, and he fought for Israel. And those are things that all of us who stand with God are happy about. So whether you like him as a person or not, that's a whole different subject. Uh, It isn't about being a perfect person or a perfect presidency. I'm saying that's what happened. As we move now into phase two, as you see this administration changing, you're not going to see it being pro-Christian. You're not going to see it being pro-Israel. And you're not going to see it being uh, a- you know, anti-killing of babies, if you will. And you're going to definitely see it not uh, America first, if you will. It's going to be a blending in of the world first. Yeah, I, and I think we saw that in 2022. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that came out of last year, Pastor Mark, was the removal of traditions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when when you think about how Independence Day and Christmas Day and Thanksgiving and all of these things were on every conceivable level of life yeah. has been impacted so 
things can be what they're terming is reset. Absolutely, Greg. And remember, you know this better than anybody. I don't know if it was as drastic in the Navy as it is in other parts of the military because the Marines is the only one that I saw. But I watched a training camp, a boot camp of the Marines. And one of the things, I didn't watch all of it, but good portions. And one of the main things they do, as you know, being ex-military, they want to strip down everything that you are and rebuild you into what they want you to be. And I get it on that level. That's what I believe Satan is doing right now. He's yes. stripping America down, removing yeah. our traditions, removing Christmas, removing, you know, Easter is going to be under attack, shut down every, look, it's all got a plan so we can reset and rebuild it the way he wants. And this isn't, again, this is just what the Bible says is going to happen. And this is a pathway that I believe he's using to do it because it's effective. Now, um, with that said, you say, well, why would God allow Satan to, to do this? Satan's on the move. Why does God allow Satan to even exist right now or even not be locked up? There's a reason. And we have to grasp this as believers. Let me tell you something. When Satan is a servant of God, not that God approves of Satan's wickedness. God does not sanction Satan's wickedness or anything to do with evil because nothing of the evil one is in the Lord. But God knows he's going to separate mankind into two camps, those who stand with him and those who stand against him. And Satan is the tool that God is allowing to bring that process to pass. So the Bible says Satan is a servant of the Lord. And I can guarantee you, as soon as he's done with his servitude, he will be locked up. He's allowed to roam free right now because God is allowing this whole separation of those who love me and those who don't. And he's allowing the end times process to take place, which he said would happen. Satan is now on the move. God is allowing Satan to move. And I think what happened here in Washington, uh, Greg, on Wednesday is a big part of that. And it's not just it's not just that something went wrong and people rioted and broke things. Look, we've been dealing with riots in our streets the last two years. Uh, cities, you mm-hmm. know, again, the right. same night that what happened in the Capitol, there were more riots in in uh, in port um, in Portland, and they destroyed a bank and windows, and they're still rioting is still going on. You just don't hear about it. But would this happen there because it's the central focal point of the Capitol, and because apparently our representatives got nervous because they had to be rushed out of there to a special room or whatever. It just magnified everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not justifying what happened. What happened was a terrible wrong thing. The protest was fine. Making the voice known, that's fine. But there shouldn't have been destruction and violence. That never should have happened. That should be condemned. But my point is, Satan, I believe, is leading all of this. God is allowing Satan to do this so that what it does is, for those who stand with the right things that God wants to have happen, if they are pictured in a bad light then they're linked together in this whole got to get rid of these people, got to get rid of this movement because it's not a good thing. You know, I just saw that, you know, ABC had an article they were releasing that said, we have to cleanse the Trump movement. What does that mean? What do you mean mm-hmm. cleanse the Trump movement? It sounds like something, you talk about you know, ethnic cleansing. It sounds right. like something, you know, that Hitler would do or somebody, get rid of the Jews type thing. Yeah, that kind of language is becoming more and more bold. Yes, it is. And, and here's what you've got is, you've got it being blamed. For example, Greg, although there were many Christians there and they stayed peaceful and were honoring the Lord, they you, bust in some folks. Well, you, well, you have a few bad apples in there. Yeah. Now, did some people that didn't plan on doing harm get into the Capitol? I think so. You had some innocent bystanders who just got excited. They got caught up in the crowd, you know, the mob right, mentality, right. and they went in, but they didn't do any damage. But you had those who went in for the purpose of doing damage. And here's what happens, Greg. It gets linked to everybody involved. And already I'm hearing the rhetoric, look at what the Christians, it's because of COVID-19, the Christians are the problem. They won't put on masks. They won't stop having church. They won't quit singing. I'm not joking. I know. I now, know. on top of that, I know. now they're saying, look what these Christians linked to the Trump movement did in Washington, which is, all these are lies. But it reminds me of Nero. Those of you that know your history, Nero, many believe when, when Rome burned during the reign of Nero, many believe Nero purposely himself had those fires started because he wanted to rebuild Rome. And plus, he was just a sicko. He liked to watch the fires. Yeah. He wanted to see all the fires and destruction. Then he wanted to build a bunch of monuments to himself and get glory and all that. But what he did in an evil, wise way is he blamed the Christians. He said, look at this destruction in our capital. Guess who <laughs> did it? Yeah. And persecution turned on the Christians. So, while I'm not saying that you're going to see suddenly people getting drug out of their homes and shot, if you're a Christian, I do believe we may see an uptick in Christian persecution 
once the new administration gets in because of a boldness. I don't know what that'll take. It may be nothing more than just kind of more articles about, look at those guys. I can't believe they would do this or whatever. But we need to be prepared that we live in a different America and a different environment. Well, we we don't have to go that far back in history uh, to see how you control the masses through Adolf Hitler. Yeah. And and how and it's not it's not the World War II part to focus on. It's everything that happened prior to World War II. Right. It was the legal actions that Hitler took. Yeah. That gave way to World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at look at what the enemy has done. I say the enemy, Greg. This is way too orchestrated for man. Now, yeah. Man may come up with a plan to do this, but look at what's happened. It's a spiritual battle for sure. You have an administration now going out with a bad flavor, okay, a bad picture in people's mind or whatever because the way this all happened. You have a new administration coming in, and they have a whole different agenda, and that agenda is going to be able to be ushered forward rather quickly and probably without opposition yeah. because everybody that is in opposition to it is cowering in a corner saying, our group just did that, which they didn't. But you see, this can be used to advance things in our nation, Greg, rather rapidly in the wrong direction. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, when was the election for Trump? In 2016, Yes, right? okay. yes. And it was thought to be that Hillary Clinton was going to get in. And we knew what that agenda of that administration was. Yes. I think really what's happening here is we can't forget of everything that she wanted to do and everything that was when you go back to even the all the climate stuff and everything else. I mean, she was ready to run with a baton with an agenda. Yeah. And that got derailed for four years. Yeah. And basically, from a spiritual standpoint, the enemy got derailed for four years. Yeah, God's grace, I believe, on our nation. Absolutely, from from instituting, uh, you know, a one-world government, which right. we know prophetically, biblically, has to be in place before the Antichrist comes on the scene to basically run that one-world government. Yeah. So we're going to start to see that formation once biden takes office i believe so and, and and that's that's a good let's kind of now back in and work right into that greg for kind of laying out what i had in my heart here because yeah. i think we needed that intro but here's what happened you guys know a peaceful um um demonstration and and voice of americans happened on tuesday and then it moved to the Capitol, and for whatever the reason, some bad apples, either truly Trump bad apples that just were just too, so exasperated they had to act, or some believe, and even now we know that some Antifa was in there. Whatever the result is, a bad thing happened, and it gets all placed on um, President Trump and the whole movement and any Christians that were there as well because they're all lumped in one big basket. Now, this is the enemy now furthering his agenda. What this is going to do is it's going to cause a springboard like a diving board in this new administration to say we can never let something like this happen again, which, of course, we can't. We don't want to see things like that happen in our nation, our capital. No real Christian would want to see that kind of destruction or violence. That's not what we're about. But we're going to see this advance forward there. And then it's going to come and saying, all right, now what do we do? Let's get rid of that mindset. Anybody should leave that movement. If you're involved in, the, in anything to do with that last administration, you're the bad guy. You need to change or else you need to be you know, persecuted or whatever's going to happen. And we're going to see this whole thing with COVID going and everything else. It's going to be a springboard, to, I think, to link the world together. And we may very well see, Greg, because of this springboard, it may push us into this conglomeration of these 10 nations saying, let's solve all the problems. America's now on board. They're not going to fight us because they're through with that resisting uh, administration. And this is a great time to move because we can take advantage of their weakness at this moment. We can be brought down either financially collapsing or maybe a surprise attack because we're fighting each other and we're not ready or just our nation imploding in on itself like Rome did. But now let's say let's group together as a group of nations and let's solve the world's problems. We can monitor COVID-19. We can monitor any future pandemic. We can give people cards with chips on them, put things on your phone, whatever, which eventually will go to a mark on the hand or the forehead tells us that in Romans 13. And I think we're ready to go right in line with the world. And Greg, remember, in Daniel chapter 2, the ten toes, partly of iron, partly of clay. Part of those feet are going to be going, we love this. This is great. We want to unify. This is everybody's together in this world movement. But the clay doesn't mold good to iron or doesn't hold good, cling to it good. That's going to be those of us that are saying, guys, this is wrong. We cannot unify in this movement because it's heading towards something that Satan is doing and the Antichrist is doing. And we're going to be seen as the bad guy, but we're going to be forced into that mold. I say we, the church will be raptured out of here at some point, but the world will be molded in. And it's going to lead, Greg, I think, to that conglomeration. And I think over the next four years, what you brought up, 
I do think we could very well see these 10 nations come together for all the good of the world. And remember, the 10 nations have to be in place before the Antichrist rises up in the midst and pulls three down. We're going to see in Revelation chapter 12 on Sunday, he gets an image of the beast with 10. It has seven heads and 10 crowns. Well, the 10 crowns are the 10 reigning nations. But there's only seven heads left because three have been pulled down. There'll be seven world leaders. When he comes on the scene. Yes, when he comes on the scene. He'll rule all of it, but he's going to get rid of three of those leaders. Whoever they are, they're going to be yanked down. And we don't know who that's going to be. All I know is America is now getting neutralized. We're being removed out of the way from preventing the world from moving forward. And, Greg, this prophetic scene is becoming way more clear as to what's going to happen. So. So. Let, let's take a look at a couple of scripture aspects, and one is when uh, Jesus says in Matthew 24 that when you see all these things happening, the end is not yet. That's right. I and, believe we're in the time of sorrows, Matthew right. 24. The beginning of sorrows. Yeah, and, yeah the beginning and, end, yeah, and the beginning of and sorrows. And with lots of, with lots of moments when Jesus says, and don't be afraid. That's right. Fear not. That's right. Then there's another aspect in scripture where it talks about when the end when the end happens, and I don't remember the scripture verse, yeah. but I'm just going to summarize it, and you'll, it'll probably pop in your head. When the end happens, what we're talking about here, it will happen quickly. Yeah, yeah. So now, is that talking about the seven-year period or all those things that will usher in the Antichrist? Yeah. Exactly what, what is that scripture talking yeah. about in terms of the prophecy Good timeline? question. It just means all the end times process. Once, okay. this, once this beginning of sorrow starts, the okay. Lord said, it's going to be quick. Quick. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he said, behold, I come quickly. The idea is, is not mm. that he's coming that second, but once he starts it, yes, it's going to happen rapidly. And here's the thing. I always wondered how rapidly will we see this happen? It's moving very quickly, Greg, yes. very quickly. And so you think America looks different today. You wait till January 20th and beyond. I think we're going to see some remarkably uh, different looks to America very quickly. And, um, you know, even as it says that Satan knows his time is short, I think that even Congress and Senate knows they've only got two years until the new elections. So even if America doesn't like the way they're going, their time is short. They're going to move quick, I believe. Well, you know, yeah, I, I just think about if if the things that happened with the election are true. Yeah. In terms of the fraud. Right. And that's a that's allowed and it's not confronted. Yeah. I don't I don't see how elections going forward i think it's done in terms of true democratic fair honest every vote counts type of election and and i don't think it can if everything's going to come together the way the bible says it will yeah i agree i agree and even what people may not realize greg even in georgia with the recent election and they had all the extra people and they were prepared for something that could be fraud What many people may not have grasped is right before that, um, they passed a law. There was a, a liberal judge that passed a law that wouldn't allow them to to uh, signature compare for the election. For uh, oh, the, So you could still submit. Well, fake, yeah. then there probably was still, if fraud is fraud going on, it probably happened, but yeah. you can't verify it, which means that's why in the middle of one of the last holdouts of Republicans in this nation, even they fell there, things look very, very suspicious. Now, with that said, um, here's the way the Lord handled it. He said, guys, look, here's what's coming and there's going to be some hard times ahead. So I want to, just like the Lord said, look, I believe we may see an increase in some uh, attitude toward the church as we head into this new administration. I think we're definitely going to see a change in legal things and the way our, our uh, nation handles uh, the killing of our babies already. They said they're going to really ratchet that up a lot, as well as the uh, unifying with the world as far as what we're going to be doing, you know, as far as this one world government. I think you're going to see a lot more pressure on those who don't comply with the government's uh, demands, whether it be COVID or anything else. You're going to see some of that. That's going to happen. But here's the good news. Don't forget, at any moment, the Lord will stand up from the right hand of the Father. The cheers will begin to rise from the angels and the saints that are there before us. He will descend to just above the earth and have some an angel blow a trumpet. We don't know which angel it's going to be. And suddenly we're all going to be there with the Lord. And we're going to be having a major, major celebration at the wedding supper of the Lamb for seven years while he takes care of business down here. Until that's that, exciting. Until that time, Pastor Mark, what is the Christian to do in the face of and, and really what we're seeing? What we're seeing, we're well. First of all, we're seeing the formation of the revived Roman Empire. Absolutely, the first church was birthed in a one-world government. That's right. 
That's the, right. They were born Rome, right in the middle Rome of it. ruled the world. That's right. When Jesus was born. That's right. And through his whole earthly life, yes. Rome ruled yes. the world. That's right. That's right. So can you make some correlations and some encouragements from how that how the first church managed living in a one world government to what the latter day church before the rapture is has to you know wrestle with as we see the formation of the revived roman empire i think that's a great point to make greg and if you look back at history what you'll find is and this and please don't take this as just kind of a a general broad statement you know that people make like a praise the lord statement but literally they had no one to look to or depend on but jesus christ and they pressed in they cried out to god he poured out his spirit we saw what happened at pentecost they walked in the spirit they shared their faith they kept their head low but they kept their voice high and um and and that's exactly what we've got to do we don't need to go out and just try to cause trouble because we're not called to do that but we need to make our voice known. And, of course, in Rome, it will eventually get to this. Eventually, down the road, I believe, especially after the rapture. After the rapture, yeah. They, were, they started sure. putting Christians to death, Greg. That's what they did because Christians made a stand. They started putting them in the arenas and watching lions kill them. And everybody else kill them. They start persecuting them. Well, that's not encouraging, Pastor Mark. Look, that's the history of what happened. But they had no promise. They had a promise of the rapture, but they weren't. the end times processes weren't underway. We have that promise. Well, the killings post-rapture will, become, will be because they, people did not take the mark. Yeah. They, they did not align themselves with the Antichrist, yeah. the God of this world. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, you see, it's interesting, Greg, because, um, again, the mark won't be given until after the rapture. Right. The, so the rapture, the happens, enforcement of it to death. We're not going to be yes. we're not going to be forced to take that. Okay. However, what's interesting is in Rome they were forced if you to take the mark, if you will. Well, here's what they had to do: you had to pinch some incense at an altar somewhere in your home city in Rome and say Caesar is Lord. And they pitched the incense, and it went up in this smoke, and they worshipped him as God. The Christians couldn't do that. The Christians that didn't do it had great persecution, but they have great reward in heaven. So the Christians that are here after the rapture, they're not going to be able to take that mark on their hand or the forehead, which means they're going to have to die for their faith. That's why I say, look, don't wait to find out if we're right till after the rapture. Get right now. Yeah. Um, but the picture we have of Rome is there was increased persecution the longer it went. The good news we have is there won't be the major persecution till after the rapture. Will we face some increased scrutiny? I believe so. I think even as Nero blamed the Christians for Rome, I think you're going to see more of what happened in Washington blamed on the church. I think you're going to see more of COVID blamed on the church. I think you're going to see some extra heat from that. But take heart. The Lord knows it. He's on the throne. Be still and know that I'm God. And he's got his timing down. We are right on track. And he's controlling Satan. I think we're also going to see a lot more peer pressure uh, probably to take the vaccine. Uh, and to show proof of it, absolutely, um, because because the lockdown for most of the country, and there's pockets that haven't been, but the lockdown for most of the country has been to the point where where we thought it was just going to be a couple months, and then through the summer, and in the what, and man, this thing has just continued, yeah, and eventually. People are going to cry uncle. Yeah, they are. Let me give some encouragement yep. about okay, that yes. shot real quick Please before do. we run out Please of time, do. Greg, yes. because they did say that it, you, if you get the shot, you'll have an app that you can prove you had the shot. The airlines are going to be doing that soon. Nations are doing that soon. Here's the good news. Okay. At least in Israel, because we're going on a tour in May, anybody wants to join us, contact the church, you can go with us. They said you either get the vaccine and then show you do it, or you get an antibodies test that shows you've had it, um, or... Um, the, the whole nation is vaccinated and they're not worried. I think they're going to have the whole nation vaccinated by the time we get there, and I think it won't even be an issue. We're going to talk about that next half hour, by the way. Yes. Okay, good, good. Yeah. So, again, I want to encourage you. I don't think that you're going to be forced to take the vaccine at this point, but I do think as time goes on, it's going to get more and more uncomfortable if you don't. And we know that when President Biden takes office, he said he's going to do a nationwide mask mandate for 100 days. He's still holding to that. What that means, I don't know. And, again, I know that that's going to cause a big problem. So, Again, we have some tough days ahead with where we are, but I want to encourage you. The Lord is in control. Be still and know that I am God. Very soon, he's coming to get his church. And you know what? We need to be faithful right now, even as the early church was faithful in the first rise of Rome, as we see the second rise of Rome, and we're not going to face near what they did. They had to face death or declare that their president was God. We're not going to face that. That doesn't happen scripturally 
till after the rapture of the church. So we have it a lot easier than the, the first century, first Roman church did, if you will. And I thank God for his grace. But let's be ready and be encouraged. Look up your redemption draws nigh and the Lord is on the throne. He's controlling everything. Hmm. It's called the Green Coronavirus Immunity Passport. And we're going to talk about why Israel is going to be instituting that very shortly. How Turkey and Israel are getting closer together. That's Ezekiel News. More more information on COVID-19 as well as earthquakes and pastors going into hiding. Signs of the Times continues right after this. W-I-A-M-L-P. 101.1 FM, Knoxville. When making any major purchase, we'll normally have lots of questions like, what size, what color, can I make the monthly payment? Hey, it's Chuck Bentley with My Money Life from Crown. According to Crown's founder, Larry Burkett, being a good steward of God's money will often require us to face some much tougher questions. Ask yourself a fundamental question before you buy something. Do I need this thing? Not can I find a place to put it, do I need it? Secondly, do you have the money for it? Not can you borrow to get it, do you, are you willing to trust God to provide you this thing? Do you have the money for it? Even if you do have the money for it, ask yourself, is it the best buy I can find? Have I shopped enough to be sure that I'm getting good value for God's money? Now, I've had many people tell me, Well, it's not worth my time. You know, I'm too busy. It is not worth my time to shop. You know what they're doing? They're trapping their children into their lifestyle instantly at that point. When you consistently teach your children, my time is too valuable, I just buy whatever comes to my mind because I can afford it, you trap them into your lifestyle. What if God wanted to make them a missionary? What if God wanted to put them in a full-time Christian ministry of something? You know what you've done? You've trapped them out of it, out of God's will. Sure, it's a little more trouble. Sure, it's a little more trouble to learn how to do some things around your house when you can afford not to. That's not the principle that God laid down, though. We are to teach our children. Now, if you're having trouble making it to the end of the month because of overwhelming debt, a debt management plan will definitely help you. I highly recommend Christian Credit Counselors. For more information, call the Crown Helpline, 800-722-1976 or visit online at crown.org slash ccc. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor. When you're not serving Jesus, you know what? You have a lot of time to focus on your problems. When you're not serving the Lord, you've got a lot of time on your hands to just focus on that hard situation of yours. You have all that time to look at your needs and your life and your hurts. Everything is discouraging when we live for ourselves. There's hardly any encouragement when it's all about us. And so instead of worrying about the shape that you're in, emotionally, physically, financially, forget about yourself and start serving the Lord. For more biblical encouragement to help you grow deeper in your love relationship with Jesus, visit edtaylor.org. Again, that's edtaylor.org. A Moment of Grace with Ed Taylor is a presentation of Calvary Aurora. Signs of the Times now continues. Here again is your host. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of Signs of the Times. It's episode 152 for those listening on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thanks for taking your time to listen to our program as we talk about what's happening in our world today and how the news of today is only confirming what God's prophetic word said would be happening in the latter days. And we are in full effect. Pastor Mark, I, my, my brain goes back to the early years of our program in 2007 and 2008 and really even before 2010. And, and it was almost like, you know, scraping the, the news barrel trying to find articles that were, you know, you'd see little, little, little blips, you know, here and there right. of things. But when you compare the news that we're dealing with today, yeah. even the last five years, yeah, 
compared to the news that we were dealing with the first five years of the program when we started in 2007. Yeah. Wow. Greg, they're so abundant and they're so obvious. It looks like we're finding articles to try to support the Bible. It looks like we're going out there. Here's the Bible. Says, Let's go search for articles that make it look that way because there's so many of them and it's so clear. Unless you know the Bible, no one realizes how it's all happening right before our eyes, exactly as God said it would. And I always say, if you look, if you don't know, um, if if you see really what the Bible says and see what's going on, you can't help but believe. You may reject it, but you can't help but believe. The danger of what Satan has done is he's gotten so many believers away from the study of their Bible, they don't know it, and they're missing it. And that breaks my heart. My people perish due to a lack of knowledge. God's people get in the Word of God. Find a good teaching church, line by line, verse by verse. Get fed the Word of God. Know it from Genesis to Revelation, and you're going to see what's going on, and you're not going to be caught off guard. And another thing, too, and we talk, we were talking about this before the show, before we get into the articles, Pastor Mark, and that is the importance to be filled with the Spirit of God. Absolutely. With His Holy Spirit. And, you know, we were talking about uh, Vice President Pence and some others that may have caved into the fear of man. Yeah. Over the fear of God in doing the right thing. Yeah. But we were quickly reminded of Peter, who believed in Jesus who was going to heaven, yeah. but had yet not been filled with the Holy Spirit. And the fear that he had of man yeah. led him to prophetically deny his Lord. But then when he stood up at 9 o'clock in the morning, Acts chapter 2, basically in front of that Congress of the day, right? <laughs> that legislator religiously, yeah, um, you know, and he... He nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed it, yeah. And 3,000 came to Christ. Again, that's the difference in having not, yeah. being, not being filled with the Spirit, Greg, and being filled with the Spirit. So, again, when we see a lot of our leaders failing in Washington right now, I'm not making an excuse for them, but pray that they'll be true Christians and pray they'll be filled with the Spirit because you're going to deny the Lord. You're going to deny truth. You're going to deny everything if you're not filled with the Spirit when the pressure comes on. We would all do it. I, I remind our listeners, uh, lest we judge too harshly, Every one of the disciples fled that night. Every mm. single one of them ran for their life out of fear when the officials in Congress, if you want to call it that, got involved. They all ran. And, uh, and, and Peter, although we give Peter a hard time, he's the only one that had enough earthly guts without the spirit because it wasn't yet given. <laughs> yeah. But he's the only one that had enough earthly guts to at least follow at a distance. And then, of course, that led him into three denials of the Lord, if you will. But you know what? He actually did better probably than all the others, but he gets the most heat because... Everybody looks at him because of what happened. But then right after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they had boldness and power. And we need, Greg, more than ever, that outpouring of the Spirit. We need boldness. We need power so that we not only don't deny our own nation and our own people, but we don't deny our Lord. Absolutely important yeah. Yeah. for the times we're living in. All right, let's go to Israel, Pastor Mark. You're going to go to Israel, Lord willing, here, what, in uh, May? Is that it? May of 2021? May, May 24th. Yes, May 24th. May 24th we, we head to Israel. Yes. Okay. God willing. God willing. And let's see if you'll go with a green coronavirus immunity passport. Yeah, here we go. Actually, this is Israel National News on December 29th. Now, this is uh, th- these passports will be issued for Israeli citizens. Correct. Uh, this is not for, for tourists, but you can speak to this article and speak to what Israel is saying about those that will be visiting Israel in 2021. Let's read some of it first, and we'll talk about it. Holders will be exempt from the quarantine rules, other benefits likely to be added. Israel's coronavirus vaccination program is underway, with hundreds of thousands of citizens already having received their first dose of the two vaccine shots required. The government has repeatedly insisted the vaccine will not be made compulsory. However, it plans for issuing a green passport for those deemed to have immunity to the virus uh, constitute at the very least a positive incentive. In other words, we're not going to make you do it, but if you don't get it, you're really going to be hurting in our culture and our society. So there'll be a lot of pressure. Uh, that will happen here as well. The health ministry has already commenced discussions on the precise benefits of those afforded the green passport. Again, it goes on uh, talking about they'll take the form of an application on one's cell phone in order to guard against forgeries. Um, which again makes it interesting a lot of needing the mark at some point because you'll be able to make forgeries, but you can't if it's in somebody's body. The health ministry has been asked to devise a special solution for the Haredi or the religious community because they won't do that. The vast majority of whose members don't use smartphone devices. Present, the only vaccine being distributed in Israel is that developed by the German pharmaceutical company Pfizer, etc. Now, here's the bottom line. Here's what it says. The bottom line is, why do they call it the green coronavirus shot? There's a color-coded system with this. 
And green means gr- clean. If you're green, you're clean. And again, it kind of goes right in line with the whole environmental mindset, too. But Is that the new green deal? <laughs> I guess so. But you get the shot, and now you have the shots, and now you can do whatever you want. But here's the thing. Again, we're not going to make you do it, but we're going to make your life miserable if you don't. Because now you can't go to certain malls. You can't go to movies. You can't go to flights. You can't do this. You can't do that. That's coming. America's going to do the same thing. They're going to say, look, those of you that have the shot, you're going to be good to go in everything you do. But those of you that hold out and don't take it, well, there's problems. And so you're going to have problems. So this is coming. Be ready for it. Uh, the, the cool thing that Israel may do, and especially they're a huge tourism nation, so they have a lot of pressure on them to get tourists back in the nation or they can't survive. I mean, their finances are getting hit really hard. So what their plan is at this point, and this is the way I think we will be able to go to Israel without having to have the vaccination for those on our trip who don't want to take that shot or shots, is if the nation itself gets vaccinated, doesn't matter if you have it. They can't get sick. So they're trying to get everyone in Israel vaccinated, so they're putting a lot of pressure on the people, which means doesn't matter who comes from what country, doesn't even really matter if you have COVID. We hope you don't, but we can't get it now because we're immune. So... In theory, it's a very genius thing if everybody takes it because nobody can catch it. The question is, how successful will it be? And again, I think you're going to see the same thing happen in America. There's going to be great pressure. And Greg, Greg here again, pressure is going to turn up on the church. I talked about be watching for increased, uh, the possibility of increased persecution. Why? Because much of the church is not going to take the shot because they don't trust the government. And so the reality is, right or wrong, okay, The reality is you're going to see lower numbers in the church. And again, it's going to bring accusations and persecution against the church. You can see Satan on the march, turning up the heat on the church. And I believe part of this is going to be how he's going to do it. Okay, jpost.com is, uh, this is dated January 2nd is reporting uh, that Turkey's goal in a recent caucus was to increase Russia's role. And uh, we can talk about this article and why this is uh, pertinent to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Now, the Turkey's goal in caucus um, increase? Which article did you read? Because I I blanked out. Turkey's goal in caucus was to increase Russia's role. I got you. Because, well, because. I thought you were coming up with a joke. No, 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 no. I I want to make sure. No, I want to make sure that you weren't covering the article before that because it does have some implications, of course, uh, worldwide. But Turkey's goal in the caucuses was increased Russia's role. While Turkey frequently splits misinformation uh, via the state media, imprisons journalists and dissidents and bashes the U.S., it's growing closer to Russia. Turkey and Russia are increasingly becoming strategic partners in an effort to work with Iran and remove the U.S. from the Middle East. Now remember, this is a goal. They've been trying to get America out of there for a long time. This is Turkey's overall goal and the recent conflicts and chaos that it has spread from Syria to Libya, the Mediterranean and Caucasus, which are the mountains there on the, the uh, uh, Russian side, are designed to partition these areas into Russian and Turkish spheres of influence. Turkey has encouraged its lobbyists in the U.S. to claim that Ankara is doing geopolitics uh, designed to be a bulwark against Russia using Cold War, Cold War era, uh, era rather terminology, I'll get talking right in a minute, to encourage Westerners to believe that Ankara is on the side of Washington and Moscow. But the reality is Turkey's goal is to work with Russia and, and Iran to reduce the U.S. influence. Now, um, the, don't think we have to worry about that much longer. No, you're right, because, <laughs> again, we know what Ezekiel 38 and 39 says. Yeah. We know that Russia and Iran are going to link up. We know Turkey's going to join them. We know that Ethiopia, or rather, really, a Sudan, Sudan is going to be part Sudan. of the better translation. That yeah. region is going to join them. And we know that Libya is going to be joining them as well, as well as other nations. But those are the five major players yeah. that are listed. And, um, and so, again, further formulation, Greg. And, and I, I look at this. I was thinking just today, with all the unrest in America right now, what a great time to make some kind of major international move. Now, I would wait till President Trump got out of office. But if you waited till right after January 20th, when America is in turmoil, especially maybe right after President Biden is is sworn in and Russia and Iran moved on Israel, I guarantee you Joe Biden would do nothing. I guarantee you because he would be caught flat footed. His eyes would be wide as saucers. He's not the type that wants to get involved internationally anyway, militarily. And I believe if they had I don't want to give ideas. I doubt they're listening. Right. But, boy, if you wanted to move against Israel right now and join, this would be a great time to do that. 
um, uh, because, you know, again, it's something that could be, um, um, you know, used in a, and again, just be watching this. You're going to see this whole Iran thing. By the way, Greg, and I don't know how, you know, Iran's raising their head. Remember, they threatened the president this week. We don't have any articles about that. But they, after he lost the election and all this happened, they're not saying we're going to assassinate President mm. Trump. Well, they did that with Bush, too. Well, the problem is many Americans wouldn't get in their way. Yeah. Many Americans probably would like it if they would assassinate President Trump. So what's sad is not only are foreign nations against our president, our own nation is in many in, in many areas. So um, you're going to see Iran get bolder. You're going to see them using uh, greater moves. This could be a time they make a move. You keep your eye on what's going on because now's when they can get revenge for Soleimani and these other things we've talked about, the sanctions we've put on Iran. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they could move at a time once Joe Biden, President Biden is sworn in, where America is going to sit back and pretty much do nothing. And remember in Ezekiel 48 and 49, the young lions, if we are those young lions, yeah. all we did was sit there and say, what are you doing? We didn't do anything. Yeah. So this could get very interesting. Well, and I think also too, didn't he? Didn't he say that when he takes office, he's going to uh, uh, rejoin the Paris Accords? Yes, he did, and rejoin the Iran nuclear. Deal. Yes, he did, which so, means he's emboldening Iran. Basically, Iran, yeah, we're on your side. Exactly, we're on your side. That's what's happening. Exactly, and they're going to know that. Yeah. All right. It's time for some One World Government news. (laughs) I love it. This is going to be our new theme for 2021. I love it. I love it. It's the only appropriate thing I can think of. Okay. uh, (laughs) This is from CBS Local uh, in Boston, uh, dated December 28th. COVID-19 vaccine passport. You might need it to travel in 2021. Yes, and this article that I, I I cut a lot of this out to make it shorter and just make an honorable mention that I thought you might be pulling Russia in because traveling around the world and everywhere we go, you're going to see the passport. This really backs up the first article we had about Israel and the whole connection of the passport because look how the world is. Again, just to point out, it's not just Israel this is happening, and it's going to be happening around the globe. From CNN, as you said, now that the coronavirus vaccines are starting to roll out in the U.S. and abroad, many people may be dreaming of the day when they can travel, shop, and go to movies again. But in order to do those activities, you may eventually need something in addition to the vaccine, a vaccine passport application. Now, let me just make another point about this. It's not just that we're going to have to be getting these digital passports that allow the show that we've had the shot, et cetera. Remember, the concern is going to be forgeries. The concern is going to be things that are hacked. The, con- the concern is going to be how do you control that? It's going to eventually come to this, Greg. The Bible tells us. The world doesn't know it yet. But the only way to make these things 100% effective, especially with all the accusations of, of, of spying and travel and all these things, is to embed it. It's got to be in your body. It's got to be on your body. It's got to be, and we know it's going to be on the hand or the forehead. Again, we know spiritually why the hand or the forehead because that's where god puts his name he puts his name on the forehead of the believers and satan wants to mock that and he told them to wrap their word of god their phylacteries around their hand so it's a sign of god's word so he's chosen these two things as symbols to the jew is the phylactery on the hand to the believers the written name of yahweh written as we become christians so to speak so we see his hand working in all this so you know to make the picture clear but the world all they're going to know is is we've got to somehow come up with a system where everybody has it on their person and nobody can steal it or forge it, we're headed toward the mark of the beast. You know, you just shared something very illuminating. Um, you know, when we've talked about the mark of the beast being in the right hand or the forehead, I've always thought that the hand was an option or the forehead was an option if the hand wasn't there. Yeah. You know, like the right hand didn't exist, like amputees or something like that. Right. They would just embed the chip in your forehead or whatever the case may be, but the fact that you've just talked about a a marking that God gives those that have given their life to Jesus. Yes, followers of God. And for the Jew, having the phylactery or the word of God wrapped, which if you've gone to Israel, you've seen that, Yeah, uh, you know, literally wrapped with this long leather strap uh, to to their hand. Yeah. I mean, that's... But in, but let me do the hand and the forehead for the yeah, Jew too. For but the we, Jew too. we have it just on the forehead. forehead. Yes. But he said he said take the word of God, bind it to your hand and your forehead. Amazing. And get this, Greg. You know what's interesting? Again, what just hit me? I never thought about this, but you even further illuminated it to me without even knowing it. And that is the one I think, and I got to double check this, but at least it was in the hand. But I think on the forehead was Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. It's the name of God. And we talked about God Yahweh, His name being written on the believer's forehead. 
it was his mm. name they held on their forehead in their phylacteries, if I'm not mistaken. I'll try to make sure I verify that. But it was definitely on them, either their hand or their forehead. So it's very interesting. Satan mocking that. And the mark of the beast yep. is the name yes. of the beast Isn't that something? as he's, well. He's putting his name, Greg, on the hand or the forehead as a... As an anti, or instead of God, instead yes. of Christ, I'm, I will ascend to the farthest sides of the earth. I will be like God. Absolutely amazing. Isn't that amazing? All right, let's get into some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. That's encouraging. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, hey, this is a Matthew 24 also uh, topic because Jesus talked about earthquakes in various places. This is from Israel365news.com, dated December 30th. Over 400 earthquakes in one day. And the Bible scholars are weighing in. Yeah, and they should weigh in, Greg, because this is amazing. Look, I've I've been wanting us to talk about earthquakes again, so I'm so glad this article came up. Because in the last few weeks, they have exploded worldwide. Note this. If you go back and read Matthew 24, what the Lord says is you will see pestilence. And the very next thing in that list of things you're going to see to increase in the last days, right after pestilence, is earthquakes. And boy, have we, I even, when I did my prophecy update, I was about to mention that to the body. I was going to say, I did a prophecy update about three weeks ago, and I wish I'd have said it, but the bottom line is I was thinking about it, and that is the very next thing to be watching for is an increase in earthquakes in the list that the Lord gave us. Now remember, earthquakes have always been there, but Jesus said, you're going to see a massive increase. That was his point. They're going to be like a woman in birth pangs, which means he gets more and more contractions the closer you get. And that's the context of that passage. So now we're seeing the pestilence, COVID-19. What do we expect next? Earthquakes. And over 400 in one day, they are exploding, not just in America, all over the world. Let me read some of this. With the arrival of the pandemic, a U.S. presidential election that resulted in pandemonium, Israel heading to the polls for the fourth time, and the bizarre threat of murder hornets, it's only fitting that as 2020 prepares to make its exit, the earth begins to shake. While the media focuses on the tragic and deadly earthquake that hit Croatia on Tuesday, at least 54 significant earthquakes were registered in other places around the world. Understand, it's exploding in numbers, guys. Uh, strongest earthquake in the country's history in Croatia, in Croatia just happened, killed seven people. Global activity, is, is uh, seismic activity is high right now. The National Earthquake Information Center now locates about 20,000 earthquakes around the globe each year, approximately 55 per day. The Comcat Earthquake Catalog has been recording an increase, increasing number of earthquakes in recent years, but they attribute it to an increase in the number of quality seismic instruments. I don't. Certainly that we're getting better on our instruments, but let me tell you something. That cannot make up for the incredible increase in earthquakes that we've had. They didn't just suddenly start picking up all these because they're big. They're just saying, look, little ones maybe. These are big earthquakes. We all know they're happening even without a seismic uh, meter. The bottom line is the Lord said it would happen. It is happening. I don't want to waste too much time on this, but let me read this. Even as the standards, uh, by these standards, Tuesday, Tuesday itself was exceptional. Volcanic discovery categorized the global seismic activity for Tuesday as high, listing a total of 429 earthquakes in one day. The Croatian quake was the most significant. Here's the thing. They say, well, our instruments are better. No doubt. But you don't need good instruments to get this level of earthquakes. Listen to the size of these things. In Croatia, over 6.0. Five quakes measured at 5.0 to 6.0 in other places in the world. And this is now other places in the world. 41 quakes at 4 to 5. Um, 140 quakes from 3 to 4. 242 from 2 to 3. Here's the point. And I can read all this. The bottom line is um, earthquakes are happening rapidly and in large size right now. And it's breaking records. The Lord said it would happen. He told us it would happen. We need to be watching for it to happen. And again, if you want to see the reverence, turn to Matthew 24. And so in Matthew 24, again, let me just read this passage to you because it goes right in line with what we've been watching. He says this, all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. We talked about not only nations literally, but in the language here, it talks about ethnic groups will rise against each other. We've seen the black and white tensions rising and even still rising in our nation. Then he goes on and says there'll be famines. There are famines all over the world. We don't hear about it because we're blessed in this nation, but they're they're rampant right now in certain parts of the world. Pestilence, 
COVID-19, what's the next thing on the list? And earthquakes in various places. You're watching it happen. Jesus said it would happen. We're seeing it fulfilled. And note that, that's when he says, Greg, what we talked about earlier in verse 8, and these are the beginning of sorrows. That's why I have to be honest and say, there's more coming. If you're thinking it's going to get better, the Bible says it's not going to get better until the Lord comes back. It's going to keep gradually getting worse. But the good news is, at some point, we're rescued out of here, and we're definitely rescued out of here before the really bad stuff happens that we read about in the book of Revelation. So we have much to be encouraged about and to be excited that we're that much closer to the end and the return of the Lord and the, and the Lord's kingdom ruling on the earth. It's about to happen. It's getting very exciting. Yes. Okay, Pastor Mark, jpost.com, dated January 2nd. Um, UK has a coronavirus variant. Uh, that has surfaced in over 30 countries since Christmas. Yeah, and I wanted to also make our, I want you to hear this article, our listeners to hear it, because I want to encourage you on this, that you're hearing a lot about um, the coronavirus variants and all that. Let me read some of it, then I'm going to give you some encouragement. The number of cases in Britain, again, as you said there, it's soared in a few weeks. A virus, like other countries, Britain's battling these waves of, of the new virus. Over 30 countries have identified cases of the UK coronavirus variant um, in their home states after a new strain made headlines just before Christmas. Upon hearing news of the variant outbreak, countries like Israel, U.S., France, and others shuttered their borders to U.K. passengers. The new corona variant is seemingly more transmissible than the original viral strain, according to research led by the Imperial College of London in collaboration with the World Health Organization and the U.K.-based educational institution. So here's the good and the bad news. Let me give you the bad news first. Yes, the new strain appears to be spreading faster and easier. Here's the good news. It's not any stronger than the original virus. It is not stronger. It's not hurting people more. And they said the vaccine will prevent it. It apparently is being covered by what's in this vaccine, they believe. So although it's spreading, it's not going to be any more dangerous pretty much than what we're facing as long as the vaccines are getting out there. And it's not going to be any more deadly because it is not a more potent strain. Greg, that's what they're not telling people. And it bothers me. If you read behind the scenes, the doctors and scientists will tell you this is no more powerful than what we're dealing with. Although we don't like what we're dealing with, this makes people panic when you don't tell them. I want our listeners to know this is no different. It's no more dangerous. The vaccines have started, and also many antibodies are already in people's bodies, which is going to begin to fight this virus. Okay. Woo, that's a mouthful, huh? So, Pastor Mark, our final article for the two minutes that we've got left is from ChristianPost.com, dated December 17th. In China, pastors are going into hiding amid a final assault on the Christian faith. You guys, we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in China. China has always been a leader by uh, Satan's power there in China, and they've been under persecution for many, many years. They had a small break for a while, and now they're going back under persecution as Satan again is on the move worldwide, even as we see in our nation. Imagine, we have a lot of Christians here and a lot of protection through prayer and righteousness. They have very little there. A lot of believers, but no rights with the government. Be praying for them. Satan is turning up the heat all over again. Listen to what it says. Thousands of pastors go into hiding, as you said. Again, they're trying to eradicate Christianity. Tens of thousands of house church pastors and evangelists across China are hiding because the Communist Party is preparing what seems like the final assault on Christianity in an attempt to eradicate it from the country. According to Asia Harvest, in its final newsletter for 2020, Asia Harvest said pastors have disconnected from their phones and computers so that government authorities can no longer use those devices to track their movements. So they're, they're getting rid of their, their phones and computers. It's that bad. The pastors have reported destroying microchips inside their ID cards. So the authorities, that listen, they track them. Listen to what it says. Each person in China must have an ID card. It is impossible for a person to catch a flight or train, open a bank account, get a job, or rent an apartment without using their card, and each card contains a computer chip. Guess what? China's, China's already China's there. China's leading the way. They they're led the way in the, the virus, way. and they're leading the way in chip technology. Oh, my word. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, again, China has also, again, causing a persecution, major persecution of, of, of Christian textbooks, uh, schools that have anything to do with the Lord. They've even gone in and rewritten John 8 through 3, uh, through 3, 11, saying that Jesus murdered the woman caught in adultery. Wow. Yes, he said, they, came, they actually said that he murdered the woman caught in adultery. They're corrupting, um, and, and then said he referred to himself as a sinner as well in the same passage. Wow. So That's, tr- that's blasphemy. It is blasphemy, but they're trying to get into this 
credit the Lord and his word. It's an, a major, major demonic stronghold. The last verse here, uh, China has also tightened restrictions on, again, not only the materials that he's putting there, but also anything to do with printing shops, imprisonment for selling Christian books, or allowing customers to photocopy hymns, according to Bitter Winter, a publication that monitors religious liberty violations in China. Guys, here's the bottom line as we run out of time. Look, be praying for America, but pray for China. It's coming to a nation near you. We're seeing Satan is on the move, but I want to encourage you. God's in control. He's the one that controls Satan. He will not let Satan do anything more than he allows, and God will see us through to his prophetic fulfillment and his soon return to rule and reign and to get us out of here. So praise the Lord for that. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark Foe. Thanks for listening to our program. Don't forget, everything that you want to know about our program can be found at our website, thesigns.org. Have a great week, and we will see you back here next Friday at 1.30 for more Signs of the Times. Would your life be if you had enough faith to believe? God loves you, and he'll never leave you or forsake you. He has a plan for your life, for good and not for evil. He will forgive your sins, and he'll lead you in paths of righteousness. He'll meet all your needs and work all things together for good for those who believe. Believe the truth. WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way.